Praise the Lord. Good to be with you all again this evening. God bless you each and every one. Those that are with us online, we just wish you God's tremendous blessing. And can we start? We'll uh, sing Victory in Jesus. Well, I heard an old, old story how a Savior came from glory.
the book. It's open. It's revealed. It's ours. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, I want to sing a little chorus together. It's number 454. I'm going to let the glory roll when the roll is called in glory. Amen. Maybe we could all stand together and sing together. Amen. You're all going to have to help me because I might make a mistake or two but <laughs> let's start with a chorus I'm gonna let the glory
Hallelujah. Wonderful. Hallelujah. My, you're singing so beautiful and just with it. Amen. We're right there. Hallelujah. It's wonderful. You know, sometimes I, I was thinking about this the past couple of days. Sometimes I, I just get so filled up and just like I want to explode. And I feel like, you know, back in the day when they, remember when they used to have Coke bottles in glass and, you know, shake it up. <laughs> that's my, that's how I feel sometimes. You pop the cap and it's just like, it's a big mess. But hey, it's wonderful just to be full of the joy of God and full of the Holy Spirit and full of the love of Christ. And Amen. Wonderful. Hallelujah. My, I don't even know what to sing next. Amen. Let's um, let's sing. And so I'm casting all my cares on you. Isn't that a wonderful place we can go to? Amen. It's because he paid it all. And so I'm casting all my cares on you. No. Nothing to fear. 
Nothing to worry about. Prophet of God said we don't have a thing to worry about. Amen. Because we've got Jesus on our side. Jesus is in our ship. He's in our boat. Hallelujah. Nothing to worry about. Amen. We've got a couple of prayer requests here we want to make known. One uh, written in from Brother Jerry and Sister Dana Robinson. They're asking prayer for a Sister Lori Tamlingson from Flagstaff. Um, doctors say she's full of cancer and there's nothing they can do. But we know that where the doctors stop, God only begins. Amen. So they say we believe ch- prayer changes things and are asking for a miracle. Amen. We'll pray with them and believe with them. All things are possible. And Sister Margaret writes in for a co-worker. Her name is Chelsea. <coughs> um, she has... Uh, she was very broken at work today. Her 13-year-old son has ADHD, is very depressed, has anxiety, no friends, wants to hurt himself, um, just in a lot of turmoil. So Sister Margaret said she would told the, the boy's mom that she would bring it to the church in prayer tonight. So we just want to remember that need in prayer as well. Amen. God is able. Hallelujah. I want to continue to remember Brother Henry, Brother Milko. Brother Roy, could I ask you to come up and pray with us tonight, if you don't mind? Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you come up, brother? If you have a need in your heart, amen. We'll just hold it before the Lord and have confidence. Amen. God bless you, brother. Let's bow our heads. Our gracious, loving, heavenly Father, what an honor and a privilege it is for us to be gathered once again in the house of the Lord and the house of prayer. Father, how thankful we are that you've made a way for us that we could be here together gathered and to present ourselves before you as your sons and daughters. For we've heard the songs of victory tonight, Father. And there's a cry of victory in the camp tonight, Lord. Because we know that your presence is here tonight with us. And how grateful we are, Lord, that we're here under the auspices of the Word of God, under the banner of the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you that you've brought us into this light of the manifestation of the Son of Man in this time that we are in, Father. Father, I'm so grateful for each and every one of your sons and daughters who are here tonight. I know that each soul who, Father, was paid for by a great price. Redemption by blood, Father. It's a great love story indeed. It's a story that our hearts and our souls can sing tonight, Father. It's not just a song to us, but it's the music of our souls. It's, It's an appreciation of our hearts before you tonight. To know that, Father, there are billions in the world who have not come to this, to this experience. But there we are, Lord, chosen before the foundation of the world. A chosen people, 
a royal people. Father, how grateful we should be tonight, Father. We should be able to lift up our voice in the heavenlies and give you thanks and tell you how much we love you, how much we appreciate you, how much we care tonight, Father, for those who have not come, oh Lord, to the revelation of this great God, this wonderful revelation of salvation. Father, we thank you for each one here tonight, Lord. And I know that there are many needs amongst us. Great burdens, Father, that cannot even be altered by those who bear them here tonight, Lord. But we are mindful tonight of your mercy and your grace, your infinite love, Father. And the words that you spoke, Lord Jesus, when you hear that you are with us even in us to the end of the world, Father. And we just ask that you would give us the revelation tonight of knowing who is within us tonight, Father. So we ask, like, Father, that you would meet those needs that were brought before you tonight, the prayer requests that have been spoken. The Robinsons, Lord, we just want to ask that, Lord, this request on behalf of a relative or a friend, Lord, that you would meet that request, Father. We were told by your prophet and we know that he had the word of God and the, and the, and the power of God to cast out this evil spirit called cancer. But you said, Lord, the word would be in the bride in this end time, Father. And the word is in the bride tonight, Lord. And we know that you are the eleventh our worker tonight and you can speak to this demon Lord and cast it out of that one Father so we ask in the name of Jesus Christ that if it be a will Father that you would reach out to that one Father and deliver her and bring her oh God into the fullness of health and our resurrection in Jesus Christ we pray tonight Lord we want to bring the request of my sister Margaret before you tonight Father Lord, have to, to bring this request of one who is sick amongst in, in her work, Lord, uh, a work, uh, a work person, Lord. We ask, Father, that you would move in that request tonight, Lord. That spirit of depression, that evil, wicked spirit, Lord, that dark spirit, and it even tries to come amongst us here tonight, Father amongst our people but tonight we are standing against that evil spirit in the name of Jesus Christ oh Lord that you would defeat every spirit of depression among your people and bring them into the clarity of thought let that mind that is in Christ be in them Lord I know there's a few that I am praying for Father tonight and I'm asking Lord that you would reach down tonight even after that, that request have been made Lord Father, we have come to hear the word of God tonight. The word that is settled in heaven. The word that will never return unto you void, Father. We have been privileged to have given, O oh God, such gifts amongst us. The ministry that you've placed us under. The burden of the word that come forth Sunday after Sunday. Wednesday after Wednesday. What a privileged people we are, Father. Father. 
We are not beggars, Lord. We are not eating crumbs. We are feasting at the ten-course meal of Heavenly Father every time we come here, Lord. So tonight, let it be no different, Lord, that you would anoint the servant of God. Use him in a mighty way tonight, Father. It's not because it's just a Wednesday night. Every night is a, is, is a powerful night, Lord. It's a night, it's a day of our salvation. We want to hear more from you, Lord. We want to be caught up in heavenly places tonight. We're not here just to put in time, Father. We, we, we want an, an audience with you tonight. We want to see you manifest in your word, manifest among your people, manifest in our church, Lord. May you bless that servant of God. Bless the man servant, Lord. Oh, Father, may you grant it that, oh, Father, the man would be able to move from the side and let the Holy Spirit use him as the unction of God tonight. May you speak to each need, Lord. May you meet every heart, meet everyone, Father. We pray for the sick that is amongst us, Lord. Remembering Brother Henry tonight. Brother Milko, as I saw him today, Father, I told him and encouraged him in the Lord that he would speak again, Lord. He would walk again, Father. So we pray that, Lord, you will reach, meet every need. Bless every soul tonight, we pray. In the name of Jesus Christ. Our Lord and Savior, amen and amen. You can have your seats. God bless you all on this lovely evening that we have. Isn't that lovely to be in the presence of the Almighty God? Nice to see you, Brother Reed. I love to see the smile on your face when you're singing. That is just tremendous. Got a couple of announcements I'd like to make. Brother uh, Neville Kisselu will be preaching to us on Sunday morning. He's a good friend of mine, and he's a friend of Brother Antokos. He's a good friend of Brother Biskels. He's a pastor back in back east on the coast. He's moved there, and 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 he's a he's a he's a man of God, and he's going to bless us on Sunday morning. So please don't miss. What God's got for us on Sunday morning. I told him, I phoned him up. I said, now, I'd heard that he was already taking Sunday evening down in Seattle. So I said, oh my goodness, Brother Neville, you're going to be in a time frame because I know that their, their meeting is early. I said, but don't worry about it. I'll talk to them. So I got an extra half hour out of them. So we get an extra half hour Sunday morning so Brother Neville won't feel pressured at all. Also want to give you a testimony. Um, Brother Mike, it's very um, wonderful that you're standing there. I w- I'd like all musicians, all uh, if you've ever sung a special, please stand. Okay, look around the room and look at our special specials. Huh? All right, everybody looking? Everybody? Okay. All right, you can have your seats. God bless you. The reason I did that is I have a, I had a, a wonderful conversation with a, a gentleman down in Alabama this week. He's a pastor of a UPC church. And he was searching for an old gospel song. And he got on the internet and boom, there comes Cloverdale Bible Way. And he said, he said, I started to see your singers sing these old gospel songs, whether they were specials, 
whether they were congregationals. He said, it just started to move. He says, that's the way it should be. He said, none of that smoke stuff for me. None of those lights and greens and blues and bands popping away. He said, I love that old time religion. He said, so I started to get on your web page and saw all the preachers preach. He said, I like what you're preaching. He said, I had, I had a footprints on the stands of time given to me years ago of Brother Branham. I says, well, I'm going to load you down. I said, if you liked what you read in footprints in the sands of time, you're going to like the little package that you're going to get delivered to your doorstep. Well, he said, please tell the people how much they've affected me and keep me in your prayers. His name is Troy, Reverend Troy Taylor in Alabama, United States of America. He said, my grandfather was a preacher. My father's a preacher and I'm a preacher. And he says, we're fiery. I said, well, that's the kind of preaching we like. He says, I've noticed. So I want to thank you all for being a part. So as the cameras have seen the singers, the preachers, the assembly, you're affecting lives you don't even know. And I just wanted you to know what a testimony that is. So God bless you all. Brother Michael. Glory. What a testimony, eh? Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just so inspiring. Lord. We, we hear these testimonies and we see, I want to let the glory roll when the roll is called in glory. The scriptures being sung, they are scriptures because we, we are the manifested word in this day. Amen. So we just want to continue on tonight and um, give the Lord all the glory and praise. There's never been a time like this For us to serve God's purpose It's time to manifest the word To do the greater works A living demonstration The nature of God revealed in us The expressed image and attributes of the living God. For such a time as this, we have been commissioned. We are an invincible army in the service of our Lord. Such a time as this, we have been found faithful, willing, able soldiers of our God. Not only are we chosen to serve our Father's purpose, declare to this generation coming of the Lord, but he has called us righteous, holy, pure, and blameless, the temple that has been found befitting 
for the king for such a time as this we have been commissioned we are an invincible army in the service of our Of this gross darkness, the light of God arises, proclaiming to the nations, we are His victory. He's captured the surrendered hearts of His bride from every nation, whose one desire is do the bidding. Of her bridegroom king For such a time as this We have been commissioned We are an invincible army In the service of our Lord For such a time as this Did you want to sing the chorus with me? It's your testimony. Okay. For such a time as this, we have been commissioned. We are an invincible army. For such a
Maybe we could stand together. Brother Murphy will be speaking tonight. And we'll invite him to come out. And just in this atmosphere, let's just sing this little chorus together. We place you in the highest place. We place you in the highest place. For you are the great high priest. We place you purpose we're coming here we place him into the highest of the place just may the lord bless everyone that you make through this stormy night and are coming to you to hear it out of word i just pray the lord pour a double portion of a blessing to each one of you and especially the brothers and sisters that come across the border from the states may the lord just made himself a real again to you is that brother john jimbaka my goodness god bless you brother john so good to see you Lord bless every one of you. And it just um, bring uh, many greetings uh, from Hamilton. Uh, the, the week before, uh, this weekend, I went to uh, Hamilton uh, to the preach the Sunday services over there. So see you, Brother uh, Ed Hammond Master, Brother uh, Harold Hillebrands. And uh, they just want me to bring the greetings uh, to our Brother Ed, uh, our Brother Tom, and all the middle Brother Tim, and Michael, and every one of you. You're not strangers as for them. And Lord, uh, Give us a wonderful time that in the Word. And uh, I pray that the same presence is over there and that it will be the same presence as over here. Whenever we have an expectation for Him, and I believe God always come down to meet our need. And if we can just go to the Scripture, uh, let's turn to a book of uh, uh, Second Peter, chapter 1. Second Peter chapter 1, uh, let's read from a verse 16 to uh, 19. For we have not followed cunningly devices fables, when we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty 
For he received from God the Father honor and the glory. When there came such a voice to him from the excellence of glory, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And this voice of which it came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mountain. We have also a more sure word of a prophecy. Word unto ye do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shines in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Let's borrow that head again. Gracious Heavenly Father, we have opened up to your word. I just pray, Lord, that let the presence of a God take this as word and into each person's heart, because we know your word will satisfy your children. Lord, that they're not coming for man's word, that they're coming for God's word. Lord, that those is a vessel is humble, but Lord, you're an almighty God. Lord, you can just use this vessel and bring your supernatural word to each individual's heart. Lord, I pray not just to let us hear intellectually, but let the faith take a hold of the word of a God and let our eyes be fixed on the word of a God because we need to take heed on the more sure prophecy. This is the word that had saved of us. This is his word has transformed us. Lord, this word will transform us into the body change. Lord, we thank you. We give ourselves to you. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So the Bible we just uh, read over here, it says, um, Whereunto ye do well, that ye take heed, as unto a light that shines in a dark place, until the day down and the day star arise in your heart. Uh, when, they, when the Lord said the, this is scripture here, I think there is an emphasis as, uh, for, for myself, as uh, you got to take heed to the more sure prophesy. And that a lot of time, uh, we can be, uh, the human being can be easily uh, uh, distracted. And that uh, many times the distraction is coming from this world. And that uh, our daily work, and our uh, careers, and then the different songs that we heard, and uh, how the Satan is trying to and, uh, use all kinds of uh, devices that are in, uh, uh, in this world that are try to distract our attention so that um, we cannot fix as our eye be completely on the things that we're supposed to be to fix it on. But, uh, you know, there is another uh, distraction. And uh, distraction not necessarily every time is coming from the world. But many times uh, we find out that the distraction actually is coming from the spiritual event. But for, without um, discernment, we can look at it at a certain event and that absolutely at a spiritual event, and yet you miss the, the real event that uh, we're supposed to focus on. And uh, you're thinking about um, uh, even uh, uh, in uh, we just take one example that uh, Jesus Christ uh, when he was um, uh, nailed down at a cross. And, uh, uh, you know, the, the, that's the fulfilling of the, the scripture. And uh, we can see that, uh, that atonement, uh, is there is going to be sacrificed. And, and, but the people, they look at this at an event. But, uh, a lot of people, especially for the disciples, and all they can see is uh, something of just a suffering. 
And all they can see is uh, just a betrayal, the, the Judah that has a betrayal to the Jesus Christ. And then instead of the focus on the, the right thing, and then when their eyes look at the, the atonement on the cross, they all they saw if just some accidents, accidents, accidents. Which is actually, there is a very supernatural thing that had happened in that time. And then that you think about the, the people that walk on the Emmaus and walking with Jesus Christ. And they're not talking about the worldly things. They're actually talking about a spiritual event. They're talking about the Messiah. They're talking about, we believe this is the prophet. And we believe uh, uh, this is has the God, you know, fulfilled the scripture has said. And that they even know the resurrection has already happened. But they look at all of that. They miss it the resurrected the one that are walking right with him. They're distracted by all other things. They're not distracted by the worldly things. But they're distracted because their attention is, doesn't have the discernment to know what's happened right now. So when they're looking at the things, uh, uh, they can be as spiritual as they can be. But if they don't have the Holy Spirit to reveal to, to them personally, they can look at the thing and miss it. They can look at the things that are just thinking about all they can think. It's just things that happened yesterday instead of the things that happened right now that are right that are among us. The last thing for the believers is the same thing. We can uh, sitting in the church, you can look at uh, the things that was is happening, but miss it as a supernatural event happening, uh, happen right among us. And all we're looking at, uh, we may be going to the look at uh, the scripture, we may be looking at uh, the, the message, but we look at what's happened yesterday instead of a look at what's happened that right that is the moment. So I think, uh, uh, I want to give it a title, is stay focused and stay in line. You got to focus on the right thing. And you cannot just focus on the things, although it is as spiritual can be, but it must be something that is the Lord revealed it to us right now at this moment. And that's what we're supposed to focus on. Otherwise, it will be end up like those are the people that's on the road of Emmaus. They are missing the resurrected one that sort of walk right with them. Though they can go to the different scriptures to look at the scripture and know that the scripture fulfilled, and know that the Messiah, know that the prophet, but for God, there is the one that is walking right with them. And he takes the Holy Spirit to give the discernment to us. And to them, we can, uh, uh, Brother Branham said, then, how can they uh, overcome? Then he talked about one of his experience. He was walking in the woods. And uh, he was stepping on the on the uh, uh, log that was uh, right on the uh, river under the water uh, water there, and he was uh, jumping up on it and uh, wanted to jump on the the dead log there. It was a big chunk of uh, rotten wood fall off. And then he said it was just like uh, uh, the the log become a dory. Then he uh, had to his service and speaking about how can I overcome. And the brother Brandon said that he said I chose this because that I think. That is a time that we should never let a spirit of a revival die. We've got to keep in revival. Constantly revived every day. You know, that's supposed to be focused on. It's not that an intellectually debating. It's not something that an argument. 
You know those disciples that they can, when they saw that uh, uh, Jesus under the cross, they can just argue who betrayed Jesus. You know why this has happened, all of that. But instead of that, they missed, uh, but they, they missed the real event that is happening. So when Brother Branham said it, they said we must keep in revival, constantly revive every day. Instead of Paul said he had to die daily that Christ could live. And we must never that thy revival die within us. That's the focus that we are on. And so when a revival is not to happen without, but a revival is actually within us. So it is not something from the outside try to get in. But a revival doesn't have to take the catalyst from the outside to trigger it. The revival is right inside of you. When you have the, the, the life living inside of you, that revival is like a bubbling spring, just constantly bubbling, constantly bubbling. It's not that the fact is that about a drought on the outside, no matter what the circumstances it is, but a revival is always in the true believer. And it's to keep that life that inside of us, that's supposed, what we're supposed to focus on. And in the same message it is, how can it overcome? He said it, uh, he said that Laodicea had it a come, uh, had it a coming to her. Now we see then, knowing that this is the Laodicean in age, and knowing that this age needs a sharp rebuke from God, it needs a sharp rebuke. And when our clergy gets so doughty, soft, like some uh, aged grandfather to his grandchildren, ever what they do is a perfect. It's being said so much that God is such a good God until they try to make God just a big doughty grandfather. That's what is it in the church world has to make God is like that. And I trust that uh, we don't want to make our God just become like a doughty grandfather. Just do whatever that our grandchildren do whatever they want to do. God is a God of judgment. God is a consuming fire. If we really look into the message, we realize God is the judgment is his coming that for this world. But you know, better people, they're going to the church, a better clergyman than the, the end of the denominational churches. Then they literally change the God into a grandfather instead of a father. And you'll find out that that same spirit doesn't just live in the denominational world. It tries to sipping through then to go into the message church as well. Instead of know that a God is a consuming fire, know that a God is a God of a correction, know that the divine love is also have the correct, correction in that they start to make him that a God just, oh, whatever that you want to do, whatever you want to believe, that you can, you all go to heaven. That's not the message of what we believed. And then Brother Bramble said, you see, but he is not, he is a father and the father of a righteousness of a correction. And love is always corrective. He said the love corrects. No matter how bad it hurts. It still corrects. What are we coming to church for? We're coming to church. It's for correction. What are we coming to church. Like a Wednesday night. That coming here for. It's not a we just coming to the worship. And singing a few songs. And hearing a few words. And then we go back. We're coming here to find Lord. What is my shortcoming? Because we're here and make ready for the rapture. We're here and make ready for the eternal living here. This is the only chance that we have to be corrected. 
This is the only time that we're here that we need to repent it. After this, there's no repentance needed when we get to heaven. After this, there's no correction that be needed. After this, there's no that, oh Lord, I made a mistake, let me change that. There's no such a thing. This is the only time that we can change our shortcoming. Make our mistake is right. And then in the church, uh, you find out in the church, even they start to the preaching something uh, that is, uh, you know, the God is the judgment. Uh, uh, you know, the, the, the hell is the heart uh, uh, that uh, you, you should avoid that. And the people feel uncomfortable. And then the, the people start to making their own God instead of to believe what is the God that the Lord has presented to us. That's why God sent it as a message that the prophet give us a message exactly express what is the God is supposed to be. It's not our own idea to try to figure that out or to craft it. What is the God is? The message gave us a true expression of what the Lord is. And then in the Bible, uh, number 14, 18, it said that the Lord is a long suffering and of a great mercy, forgiving iniquity and a transgression and by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. We're thinking, what a God is that? God is a consuming fire. He is not a doughty grandfather. He is the father that corrected his children. But on the other hand, if the children get a correction, that shows we are his children. You're not an illegitimate child. When he puts you to test, or when he give you to the trial, when he testing you, when he corrects you, but this is the word, we should be happy about it. Because he doesn't do that to everybody. He only do that to the children of God. That are predestinated the seed of God. And he said that the Lord is a slow to the anger and a great in power and it will not at all acquit the, the wicked. The Lord has His way in the whirlwind and in the storm and to the cloud out of the dust of His feet. And all this word is a behoofs to us. We must get ourselves ready to meet to the judgment of God. And that it doesn't have to be future. It's right at the church. It's right now. So when we're looking for this, uh, when we're hearing the message, and we need to get to the true picture of what God is. Because if we don't have the, the true picture of what God is, and the, the one way we make it is that God is just a doughty grandfather. And on another hand, if we're not be careful, we make it just like a tyrant. We make it as a dictator. Listen, he's a father. He's not grandfather. He's not a dictator father. He's not a tyrant. But he's a father love his children. But he's also a father corrected his children. Corrected by what? Corrected by love. Corrected by the word of a God in this hour. That's why it behooves us to line up with every word of a God. I hope you won't find a grandfather in this church. There's no grandfather preacher trying to preach you a grandfather God. There's no grandfather preacher trying to try to preach you to a doughty grandfather. This is the place that we needed a correction. This is the place the Lord find my shortcoming. It's not something that is, is not right. Find my shortcoming. That's what I'm a coming church for. 
Every time I want to listen to the preaching, Sunday and Wednesday, though I will translating and kneel down in the floor, that's the Lord, correct me. Lord, do I meet up with the word of God has said? Do I line up with every word of God said? Lord, one of the preacher was speaking, when Brother Thomas was speaking, when Brother Tim was speaking, Brother Michael was speaking. I'm not trying to find and said, okay, that's for that person. That's for that person. That word is for this person. Otherwise, we're coming to church for a wrong purpose. You're not coming here to try to comfort. Preaching of the word and never make people feel comfortable. Sometimes they take the hide out of us. But it's a good as a brother Richard. As the Father has said. Because it is the word for the children of God. And when a message many times is preached. And not necessarily we just saw the result right away. Because the message is for the long range. Once God sent it to the prophet, let us understand this. God sent it to the prophet, not for us, for the life that we're living right now. The message come is for the future event. The message has come is to prepare us to live in another realm. It's not just to help us without our marriage, without our life, or without our daily living, which is the ghost follows that. There is a benefit by believing that the message. But the message come for one purpose is to prepare us for to live in the coming world. And that the preparation is not done when this is over. Go over there. The preparation is done on this earth. That's why when the message was the preaching, it seemingly, well, sometimes we find out, oh, it's hard to listen. And uh, you hear that about it, the word, I... I think I shared this as the before. And my wife, when she was here listening to the word, she was telling him, oh man, this is hard. You know, the wife have to uh, dress the skirts and take off the earring and this of that. It's hard to receive. But you know, for the children of God, though in their flesh they feel hard, but something in their heart, they say, that is the truth. And I remember that my wife said, Lord, even I cannot live it, but that's still the truth. That's supposed to the attitude of a children of a God. And then in a message, one that is built, is not necessarily just a, a for, you know, right now, that we are, uh, give us the, the result of it. I don't know if you have the, uh, the slides. Uh, if you have, uh, maybe you can help me to uh, put it on. That in China, that is one time in uh, 1976, I shared that to the Wizard of BC students uh, uh, not long ago. And then in 1976, there's um, uh, probably one of the greatest uh, devastating earthquake that had happened uh, in that city, just uh, very close to uh, uh, the capital in Beijing there. It's called the Tangshan Earthquake in 1976. And uh, that was uh, during that, that earthquake, and uh, they had a... Uh, uh, I think the 7.8 or, or something. It was a big earthquake, but not uh, the greatest uh, earthquake uh, in the history. And uh, in that earthquake, but it's caused uh, such a catastrophe. And uh, yeah, in that earthquake, it killed uh, 240,000 people that in that city. It wept the whole city level. 
Not even one building that uh, uh, exists. 240,000 people died instantly. And there is about 160,000 people seriously injured and permanently handicapped. Next one. And the bridge was the next one. And to the railroad, and it was just, uh, it was a devastating of the whole place. Next one. And all the building has been, uh, just come to down, uh, the leveled. And the people died, the children died. Next one. And then after the earthquake, they have to build, they actually just on the road, there was no car, it's just all handicapped people. And then it put the name on that, and even until today, that, uh, the people still under, living under the shadow. I was there. I was not in that city. I was in a city be, just a, a few hundred miles away. I remember my mom has to drag me, pack me in the blanket and just to run down to the building because that earthquake happened at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's most unprepared. Nobody really uh, prepared for it. And though there was a sign before that, but because of that city, you can take that off, but because of that city was not a sitting at the earthquake zone. So people never really thought this earthquake can come to that city. Because, of the, you know, you're talking about the earthquake zone. California is on an earthquake zone. They prepare for it. I think I remember that one time, I think the brother Tom was saying that, that they're going to the hotel. Then an earthquake that happened, he started, you know, going down. But people, they just... They just live like a normal life because it doesn't, it doesn't bother them. They're just having that every day. You don't have that at the earthquake. There's some greater earthquake that happened in Japan. And the probably only a, a, a handful of people was, was injured. Probably greater than that earthquake because they're sitting on the earthquake zone. So when it's sitting on the earthquake zone, they're prepared for it. They know this is coming. And all the building code is for that earthquake zone. So they prepare, they, are, they have to strengthen the wall. They have to make their the foundation uh, become a solid. As some they invented uh, that the foundation, they actually can rolling with the earthquake. As the earthquake is rolling, they, the, the foundation can literally rolling with it to um, uh, you know, decrease the damage that the earthquake can, can cause. But because of this place, it never sitting on the earthquake zone. It never have earthquake before. So it is caught to the people's surprise. And so that's why all the building that in that city is never built for the bigger earthquake. They said, well, the brick cement is good enough. But when the big earthquake come, they find out it's not enough. That's why the, all the building was just a level to the ground. You know, because, the, and that also the earthquake would happen at the three o'clock in the morning and everybody wasn't in sleep. They don't even got a chance to try to run that out. And that's why it causes such a devastating that it affects that on, on the, the people. But you see, this is the same thing for God gave us the message. The message is not just for the small earthquake. The message is building for the greater shake to come. Because anything, everything can be shaken, will be shaken. And that the message is built specifically for that great shaking. Because God has said, He said, yet once more, I shake not the earth only, but also shake heaven. 
And he said, and this word yet once more signified a removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made. That those things which cannot be shaken may remain. This message is in, bu- is in the different building code. You know, I was talking with one of the friends. And he was a denominational Christian. And he said, during the COVID time, and he said, uh, uh, you know, the, the marriage life uh, is, uh, is one time. And he are that the young people, uh, you know, they're, they're out of the church. They're lost in the world. Uh, it was just, uh, he said, it's caused such a, a havoc uh, to, uh, to their, their church. They belong to a certain denomination. And he, I said, why is it? He said, uh, well, before, you know, we'll have a, a marriage program. And we have a, for the young couple, for the older couple, we have all the program that for them. We have the program for the young people. We have this program and that program and everything. And they can put the people together. But during the COVID time, and uh, all the program failed. Because there's no program that allows. They can't go to the council of marriage uh, a problem. They can't counsel to their... Uh, 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 the, the young people, there's no basketball program for the young people. There's no baseball and there's no such. He said, then it started to fall in another part. Then when I heard that, I said, Lord, how I'm thankful for this message. Yeah. It's not a program that's holding the people, but it's the word of God holding the, the people. It's the message of this hour holding the people. It's the life that in the word that's holding the, the people. It's similar that everything was not working, it's crumbling. No, no, no program is working, but this word is still holding the people. Why? Because God sent that the message is specifically made for the shaking to come. When there's a small earthquake, that building might be, uh, still can be uh, erected, it can still standing there. But when the big earthquake will come, nothing gonna hold them. But this message is specifically made for that great shaking to come. That's why during the COVID time, but God's still holding our people. And that's why when the world started invading to the different churches, but this church still holding on. Why? Because the word holding the people. It's not the program holding the people. It's not trying to do the certain program, certain politics, try to hold in the people. But life in the message holding the people. Because this message is not made just for the, for the small shaking. But this message is making for that great shaking. No matter how the world is shaking, but this message will always hold. No matter how it is seeming like the storm is just coming in, but you find out that the word, the living word inside of a people always holding to the people. No matter what depression it is, is coming, but if you receive the word, no matter how dark that cloud is, there was always a light that is shining there. And you focus on that. But you find out that the people that in this world, they cannot take any pressure. And he said, how can I overcome? He said, that's the way the Christians are becoming. He said, they've been dead in sin and trespasses so long till they become a doty. They can't hold no weight at all. He said, they don't know what the overcoming means. And I began to think of this text and overcome, keep life in you. When life went out, that's when brought that log 
to that condition. It's not just intellectually listening or reading the word to get at a certain uh, understanding just in your mind. But it has to let the word go into the heart, go into the soul, so that it become a life, not your life, but the life of a Christ that is living in you. And that's what Satan is trying to take it away. He doesn't try to take it away, the intellectual understanding, but he tries to take it away, the life that is in the church. He said, you take a Christian that's supposed to be a Christian, let the life of a God go from him and experience the joy of serving Christ and living in a church where such is going on. He rotten twice as quick. Living right under. So if you, we are trying to follow the message of that hour, or at least of this part of the message, we should live constantly in the life of a Christ. He said, then you become a doughty rotten when you were separated from the life of a God. So strive with all that is in you to stay in the life of a Christ. That you will be fruit bearing. It's not the intellectual understanding to hold the weight. But it's the life inside of the word. When the faith receives, that will hold the weight. That will hold it under pressure. And the people can be living in the church. But they feel the urgency. But themselves, they just can't, they just don't getting to the core of it to get to the life inside of them. And they can come into the church and enjoy that atmosphere and enjoy the, uh, you know, the singing and the, sometimes the preaching or, or the fellowship or the social, but themselves never give themselves a fully surrendered to the life of Jesus Christ. Because it would take a death to get that life inside of them. Because if you're just reading the letter... The second Corinthians 3, 6, it said, Who also has made us able ministers of the New Testament, and not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills us, but the Spirit gives a life. The word that we receive, it has to let the Holy Spirit to quicken it. Then when the word was quickened, then they become the living word. And it's that word, when the trial comes, will hold you. As I was saying the last time, when the Spirit, the left of Jesus, when anointings are not there, but the Word has already been quickened. That quickened the Word can hold the pressure. That quickened the Word can, whenever storm come, it will breathe through right in. Brother said, Brother Abraham said, and how can I overcome? He said, this is the age of life. Personal life of a Christ. And he said, if the Spirit doesn't quick them, then the letter kills us. The Spirit gives a life. It must be quickened or made alive by the Spirit. If the Spirit doesn't live in the Word and make it a reality to you, then the letter is just intellectual. That's where we have so many confessed Christians today or professed Christians. It's that intellectual conception of a Christ. And you'll find out that that's the devil's trick. That in this hour, instead of a focus on life, they have to focus on all the rest of the things. 
And if you have the intellectual understanding, is that right? Yes, we must have an intellectual understanding. But Brother Bram said, never stop there. Keep on believing until you get that life. Because when the shaking comes, only that life will hold you. And Brother Bram said, you see, he talked about Solomon. He said he stays in line with the scripture and the promises. Now that's what we must always do. To be successful is to stay in line with God's promises. How to get a life? Stay in line with God's word. When you line up with God's word, that life will become manifested. If you don't line up with the word, you can't expect that the life start to take a hold of it in your life. He said, no matter how it seems the best to go this way or that way, stay line with the scripture. If a person is not staying in line with the word, it shows that he's got sick. But I remember talking about um, out of one incident. He said, one time he was looking at all the sheep. He said, all the sheep would follow the shepherd and go through the city. And uh, wherever the shepherd goes, the sheep just followed the shepherd. And they never veered off the left and right. And no matter what market, the fruits and everything are there, but the sheep never follow. Because the shepherd never go to that road. They just, their eyes would stay in line with where shepherds is. And then Brother Brandon asked, he said, do they ever drop off of the line? He talked about the sheep. He said, do they ever drop off of the line? Drop out of the line? And I said, oh yeah. He said, if one ever drops out of a, drops, drops out or disobeys, it's because he's sick. And when the sheep, he's not willingfully disobey. He's not willingfully try to veer it off, but he got sick. When he was a shit sick, then he stayed out of line. But Brother Bama said, he said, oh, spiritually speaking, sick sheep tonight. Why did you drop out of the line? The great shepherd with his healing bomb is here tonight to bundle it all up and bring you back to the walk of a Christian life again. He said, do you believe that? Sure. Just the sick and the weakly would drop out. And the shepherd so nourished them and brings them back. If you feel you will drop out of the line, if you feel that you stay out of the line, your life is not aligned up with the word. It doesn't mean that you're not saved. It doesn't mean that you're going to the hell. You just become a sick. But thank God, God still has to do the word. They can bundle it up, have a bomb of a Gilead that is in them. As long as you want it, he can still heal you and then bring you back to line up with the word of God again. But it must be your desire to line up with the word. Because we can, because God cannot force you to do that. It must be that in your heart, you desire to say, Lord, I want to line up with your word. In an invisible union. Because we're talking about a stay focused. Focus on what? Focus on life. Keep life in the church. Keep life within us. Because if you focus, out of focus, you're out of line. 
you must focus right on the right thing. And Brother Brahma said, he said, then watch again to the spiritual church. How that group of people called out, they elected. Through every revival. In Martin Luther, it happened the same way in the Reformation. It happened the same thing in the time of John Wesley. It happened the same thing when Pentecost first started. They dropped the woman right back in line with the word. And then they drifted it away. There she goes right back over into chaos. But then the time that the people are ready to line up, there is a message come forth and they line with it. When they're ready to line up, then there is a message come forth and then they line with it. Before you can line up with the word, you must have a desire to line up with God's word. When a word is, is a preaching, when you hear the, the message, something that is a, you feel, oh, I heard, it was a correction. But in the heart of heart, you said, Lord, I want to line up with the word. That's why you'll find out a lot of people. And I even myself have experienced that. And you pray for a certain people, they come to the altar. And then you ask them, uh, you know that the problem of what they are going through. And you know the answer of it. And then when you tell them, are you ready to line up with God's word? And then they look at you, they couldn't answer. And then you can't do nothing about it. You must uh, burn every bridge. Say, so this is it. No matter what cost. I want to line up with God's word. If the word says this, I'm going to line up. It might cost a family. It might cost your relationship. It might cost this. But Lord, I'm ready to line up with the word. When you're ready to line up with God's word, then there is a message coming forth. When your life starts having problem, you need an answer. But God doesn't give you an answer. God will give you a question. Are you ready to line up with the word? When you're ready to line up with God's word, then God will send you an answer. And an answer it is to stay in line with my word. And when you're ready for it, then God sent down the remedy, a message specifically just to you. So when you're ready to line up with God's word, then it said that there is a message come forth and they line with it. This is not only talk about a church, but that's also talk about individual too. When God sends the message, it's not only just general message to everyone. He will send a specific message to you. He said, Brother Bram said, we have a family. Every family in here is accustomed to that. He said, sometime everything will run fine for you. For years. Then all at once, and this is the same paragraph. He said, and then all at once, you will hit a spouse uh, where we see it many times in the south here. When it rains, it pours. And everything goes wrong. You're going through a nighttime. 
Then there is a daybreak, then a nighttime. Everything runs in continuity. So sometimes we feel that, uh, you know, we are, uh, some problems that happen or this that happened. We have to have the right mind to discern that. But Abraham said that, he said that you're going through a nighttime. When you went through something, but you know, you never find a 24 hours nighttime. A night will come to an end. You will have a time of a daybreak. All you have to do, you just line up with God's word. Focus on God's word. Even in the nighttime or the daytime, no matter what it is, you stay focused. You stand in line with God's word. The nighttime will pass. But when the nighttime comes, if you're running uh, crazily, you will become a casualty. You will get a bump on your head. You will fall. You will stumble. When the nighttime comes, focus on God's word. Stay in line every week, God's word. Your daybreak will come. But you find out it's those times when people start to run. People start to like the, like a horse without a head. If, I don't know who, if it can still run. But somebody, something without a head. Or chicken without a head, not horse. They just run here, run there, trying to find a cure. Cure only have a one. Stay focused. Stay in line with God. When you're ready to line up with the word of a God, God will send down a remedy. He will send down a daybreak. You will never, you forever in night time. Night will pass. Night only about eight hours, nine hours. Even in Yukon, there's a daybreak coming too. Stay focused. Stay in line with the word of God. Isn't that what the prophet had to saw in the vision? When he saw the preview of the bride. What is the last word before he come out of the vision? Stay in line. And in a masterpiece. He was speaking out about the vision that he had, or preview of the bride. He talking about it coming and marching in, and he saw the church, the denominational church. They were they were naked. I was so appreciative of that service, brother, brother team. I was in Edmonton, so I wanted coming home. I was uh, uh, watching that service, and it was, it was just phenomenal. When he said that it's the word of a God to close it as a bride. And that bride is coming from an all nation. When I look at that, I say, yes, Lord. This is what we're doing. We're translating the word of a God. And keep focused. Keep our vision true. To close God's bride. In China, in Uganda, in Ethiopia, and everywhere. That's what we're supposed to focus on. You know, it was so blessed my heart in that service. And also, there was one that blessed my heart when I was uh, talking with the brother Caleb. And when he was going to come out, he said, he said, I look at my church. I was talking fellowship with them. He said, I feel a little bit disappointed. I said, how can you feel disappointed? And every one of them during the COVID 20 months without seeing the pastor. But when the church is open, when pastor coming back, not even one miss. Everyone was there. His, that shows what the, the standard of the word is. And he said, I feel a little disappointed about my congregation. I said, what is it? He said, all they ask, they said, over oh, the KW suffer so much. 
Oh, Brother Caleb, you're in jail. You know, you lost about 20 pounds. He lost 20 pounds. He become a stick. He's a small, skinny brother. And he lost 20 pounds. There was no, nothing for him to eat. And it was going through to all the due to labors and everything. He said, all they ask, all they saw is this. He said, I feel a little disappointed. He said, he said take the service and talk to the congregation. He said, I don't want you to look at this just as an accident. He said, this is a supernatural event. We're going to jail for because we're keeping the vision true. We go to jail is because the word of a God. He said, don't just sympathize with me. He said, this is a supernatural event. Oh, glory to the Bible. Well, that's the life our standard have. It's not just the suffering. It's not just the accident. All of the things that happen. This is a supernatural event. God said to us, keep the vision true. Stay focused. Stay in line. Let all the things that go. Let us focus on the vision. The vision's never wrong. I was thinking about that other woman that washed Jesus' feet. I was speaking about that in the in an Edmonton in the church. I was just thinking about all the rest of the people having the privilege. You can do this. A woman can do, but this woman is the focused. All the rest of them are just sympathize about Jesus. Some of them are just mocking about Jesus. But this woman saw Jesus got a dirty feet. The lowest part of Jesus Christ is dirty. The humblest part of the body of Jesus Christ is dirty. He doesn't focus on anything else. He saw Jesus got a dirty feet. Do you understand? We saw Jesus got a dirty feet. That's why they go to Uganda. Because the humblest part of Jesus Christ still dirty. They only got one message, not even one message to read. That's why we translated the Bible. Because the feet of Jesus Christ is dirty. That's why we translated a thousand messages to Juniper. The reason is because the part of the body of Jesus Christ is still dirty. Notice the humblest part. Notice the lowest part. But that woman was focused on that part. He gave her whole self into that. Stay focused. That's what we do, Brother Darren. That a Cloverdale remember this. If we miss that, we missed everything. If we miss that, we missed it on a reason to be existed. Stand in line. Stay focused. Get rid of all the other things. That's not what we're supposed to focus. Focus on one thing. The vision never wrong. And Brother Caleb said, he said, he said to this congregation, he said that the vision never wrong. What our old pastor has given us as a vision is never wrong. I don't need a vision. That is my vision. Keep true to that. And because of that, and that the brothers go to the different places, just right after it was out of prison, they go to the preaching. And they go to the place that even the police was to try to find them. 
And the secretary get into the house, the preacher of the message, and baptize the twelve of people. The vision never wrong. Stay focused. Stay in line with the word of a God. And that, right on that day, after the baptism of twelve people, they have to run out of the house because the police is coming. Stay focused. Stay in line. And right after they came in and out, they started sending out to the message. They started sending out to the Bible to the people. A lot of things I cannot even share that are, that are behind this pulpit. But it was just so blessed in my heart to see God as a soldier so fearless. I'm not trying to rebuke you, but you have the same vision. That vision there, 2,000 miles out of the way, is coming from the vision here. It behooves to us, stay focused, stay in line, stay in line with the word of a God. But remember, says that in that vision, it said that they were coming, it said that the church, they were naked. And there's a, but why? Because there's no message to dress them. No word to dress them. So they're naked. But as a bride, they were dressed properly. It's the message addressed to them. It's not intellectually, but it's the life that is in that word. Let me tell you that the message got the life in itself. But in that I want a church of the coming to the preview that the second time it's actually the same, just like it in the first time. And I was talking about the bride. That's the, that's the bride in this last age. My brother Ram said, at the end of that, uh, the marching of the bride, he said they were trying, there were two or three of them, get out of step. You know why they get out of step? But Ram said it because they're looking at the church and they went into chaos. And then when they look at that, instead of looking where the voice was coming from, they run, they step, they out of step, out of line, if I can say it. And so they were trying to get back in step again. At least they were trying. When they were trying to get back step again. In the Invisible Union, Brother Brennan said, when the people begin to try to lie with the Word, there comes a fresh message from the Word of a God right straight to the people. It's not just to show, oh, I, I want to line up, uh, I have ability to do it. You don't have the ability to do it. But God only requires you one thing. Begin to try to lie with the word. When you have that desire to line up with every word of a God, God will provide another way for you to line up with his word. He said, and they catch that message and line up every time. But the Bible said, I have to watch her. That in that vision to give it explanation. He said, she will get out of step with that word if I don't watch him. 
how we're thankful God sent out an eye. His eye was running to and fro. That are watching his own bride. Is that not a pastor trying to watching you? Is that your parents trying to watching you? But there's a God's eye was a watching to and fro, running to and fro on earth to watch you, to protect you. Brother Man said, they was a getting back, trying their best, and was a getting back, just getting in line. They was a looking out of somewhere else, watching about a church that was just went out into chaos. That's why they run out of a step. But thank God, they're trying to come back. Though they're out of a step, but they're still in the rank of the bride. Though they're out of a step, but it still happened, come in the preview of the bride. No matter they're out of a step, as I said before, it's the six sheep that are run out of a step. It's the six sheep, the six sheep that are sort of out of a line. But God said, begin to try to line up with the word. As long as you have that desire that an inside of you want to line up with the word, that shows that you are the seed of a God. If you are the seed of a God, God will make sure that you will stay in line. Though they're out of a step, but they're still, uh, discipline is still in the preview of the bride. That shows that they're still the member of the bride. When they try to line up with the word, and God will sign, will send a fresh message unto that person. If you're not at the seed of a God, you're not going to try at all. If you're not at the seed of a God, you won't have a desire, even want to line up with the word. But because you have that desire, want to line up with the word, God will give you the strength to do it. He will give you the ability to do it. He will give you everything that you need to line up with God's word. And lay not unto their own understanding. He said that before anything can be quickened, there has to be something there to be quickened by. We talk about the life. Keep life within. That's the quickening power. That is the quickening of the word of God to you. But there must be something in you to be quickened by. He will not quicken unseed. I think somebody preached on that. That you he cannot quicken unseed. He can only quicken his own seed. If you're not a seed, he's not obligated to quicken you. But if you are his seed, he will have to quicken you. He has to give you the Holy Ghost. He must give you the Holy Ghost to quicken that word. Make that word to live in you. The reason is you are his seed. When you want to line up with God's word, that proof you are God's seed. If you were in the foreknowledge of a God, then you are becoming a part of a God. You become a part of a God. Not just a product. 
but you become a part of Him. My son is a part of me. My daughters is a part of me. You become a part of a God. Where you want to line up with the Word of a God, that shows you are parts of a God. How can God be handicapped? How can God have a damage in His part? It is about nothing, no matter how low you are, how high you are, but you are part of that Almighty God. And you're the original part. It's not an aftermarket one. When you got a truck, when you get a car, let me finish it over here. I can't finish it. When you got a truck, you got a car. People, they put an accessory on it. They try. Sorry, I don't even know cars. Dave probably know cars. You put a, you put a, a custom made tail on it. You put a custom wheel. You put a custom this, a custom. It looks fancy, but it's not original. When God had you, He has original. It's not from a Napa. It's not from a Princess Auto. It's not from a Lord, but it's from the Lord. You are an original part. He never make an aftermarket one. He doesn't put a lot of accessory on you. He give you the original word. When you are an original part, there's a guarantee in that. When you put an accessory, if the car broken down, there's a no guarantee. But if you keep that original person in you, you are in an eternity guarantee. Whenever there's a problem, there's a guarantee in that. Why? Because you are part of God. You are an original part. And let me tell you, the original part doesn't need a repair. Because the original part never breaks down. The word of a God can make a Satan's challenge in any condition, anywhere, in any place. The only way you can be son and daughter of a God, you have to be the part of a God. And God isn't, oh my goodness, God isn't complete without you. Hallelujah. You said, I can't without, I can't live without you, Lord. But Lord said, I can't live without you. Because you're an original part of me. I have to take you back. I have to heal you. I have to deliver you. I have to bring you into a body change. Because I cannot without you, without I'm complete. Oh, hallelujah. Because you are part of Him. It isn't complete without you. That's why you can stay in line with God's Word. That's why even you out of the line, out of the step, then the prophet before he left on the vision, he still said, stay in line, stay in line, stay in line. Even they're out of step, they're still in the vision. No matter how you feel, you're out of a line, you're still in the vision. 
No matter how you feel you're weak, you're still in the vision. No matter how far your children want, but they are the original part of the original part of the original part. And God will take them back. That's why He must quicken you. That's why He must give you the Holy Ghost. That's why He must change you. That's why He must give you the body change. And that because the thought of you in the beginning, it gives us a little tuck towards Him. You're in the thought. The word was spoken. You're the spoken word, seed of a God. Because it's thought of you in the beginning, it gives that little tuck toward him. You have that desire for him. You want to line up with the God's word. When everything was falling, you want to line up with the word. When night fall, you want to line up with the God's word. Stay focused and stay in line with God's word. That's what has to be quickened. That tug has to be quickened. But if there is a tug, God will quicken that tug. If from a tug, become a pull. If from a pull, it become a mature. It become a manifest. From a seed, become a barren fruit. Because you're the original part of God. Let a musician come. Some of them will never be quickened. They just don't have it. That's how, why? Because they don't have that seed in them. The preaching of the word won't quicken them. The atmosphere won't quicken them. Won't quicken the seed. It might quicken them in the mind, quicken the spirit, but it never quickened the seed. But you, he quickened that seed. It doesn't mean that those people doesn't even have got salt. They're in God's salt. Yeah. Just like you're in God's salt. But God thought of you different from what He thought of them. They have their part to play. Foolish version, whatever they are. But that's not my part. They might have a social church, but that's not my part. They might have a social gospel, that's not my part. My part is the original part. I'm part of Him. I'm not just a created a dog or a cat or this and that or, or the church member. I'm an original part of a God. And you are the original part of Him. Let us stand. What part are you fulfilling? I'm not for fulfilling anything besides the original bride of Jesus Christ. Amen. That is, is all we're coming here to fulfill. I think of by my tongue again. That's why, that's part of the thought that you and I were fulfilling. That's why God is obligated to give you whatever that you needed for the body change. If it didn't have the germ of life in it, it can never be quickened. 
But a germ of a life has to be there first. Oh, thank the Lord. How wonderful our God is. You don't know what's taking place, but you're hungry. How can you let me to explain the message? I couldn't. How can you explain? You can't even explain your own experience. Because your experience keep on growing. You don't know what's taking place, but you're hungry. He said that there is something in you. Something that you never put it in there. It's something that you couldn't desire to be in there. It's something that's a contrary to your own nature. It's the foreknowledge of a God taking place. That's God's word. Hallelujah. Let's sing a song. Here comes the bride. And you're the member of it. And I'm the one of it, Margaret. And one day, all of this will be just a past memory. And you will find out that we're going to the reality. I want to meet every one of you there. Do you have a suffering here? Of course. Do you have a pain here? Do you feel hurt? Do you feel the, the, the darkness, the cloud of the coming? Yeah, but so what? Right. This is only just a short period of a time. We're coming from God. We're going back to God. Even right now, we're on the road back to our God. Let's sing it together. Here comes the bride. Ooh.
worship Him. Oh God, how we thank you, Lord. Lord, this is not some dream, Lord. But Lord, this is a reality, Lord. The prophet of the soul that years ago in preview. But Lord, we're living right into it, Lord. Oh God, we give you thanks. Let all the have a president to praise you. Let all have a president to give glory to you. Because Lord, you're worthy of that. Oh, here comes the bride. Lord, and they're dressing the robes, father's white. Oh Lord, how we love you, Lord. How we thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh Lord, I just pray, Lord, help each one of us, Lord. Lord, and may this become a revelation to us. May this become a reality to us, Lord. Oh God, we're not living in a rehearsal anymore. Lord, we're living in the reality of this, this moment. What a happy day that would be, Lord. Oh, what a happy day this is, Lord. What we're living in a reality. What a whole world is, is dropping into the gross darkness. And Lord, you bring the day stars shining in front of us, Lord. Oh God, it behooves us to focus, Lord. Focus on that. Even in the darkness. But Lord, there's a daybreak that is coming. Because the day star is arising in our heart. Lord, we love you, Lord. Oh God, be with your dear bride. Oh Lord, how we love this people. That in this little church. Lord, that they would keep true to that vision. Lord, from this church that has sent it out. So many missionaries. And has sent it out. That there's so many books and printers. Lord, that an MP3 players. Lord, that an everything, Lord, from Ethiopia to Uganda, Lord, to Angola. Oh, Lord, in Europe, into the India, Philippines, China. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. One day, when we saw that all the bride are coming from a different nation, when we saw that dress, Lord, that is my name on it. That dress has the clue in our Bible with the children's names on it, Lord. Because they put a penny in there. They put a dollar in there. Or they put an offering in there. Lord, it's not pork as a dress. Oh, Jesus. It's that word as a dress. Lord, keep us true to that vision. Oh, God, and let us stay focused, Lord. This is our obligation. This is our responsibility. Lord, to put this message that are into the different nation, into the brothers' address. Oh, we thank you, Father. Lord, we love you, Lord. You're the one that is the worthy, Lord. Out in my heart, I'm thankful, Lord. Thankful that from the bottom of my heart to you, Lord. You're a marvelous God, Lord. You saved our children. Lord, when we see the revival, Lord, it's not that we're looking forward for a revival. Lord, we're living right in this revival, Lord. Lord, to see the different person that give their life to the Lord, surrendered our hoping to God, and the desire, and only desire to line up with the word of a God. Oh, what a marvelous work that you have done, Lord. Lord, to see the prodigal sons that are coming home. Lord, this is not something small. This is a great thing because of the Father's heart that are welcoming them home, Lord. 
Oh, Lord, we love you, Lord. Lord, you have done the great thing. Lord, keep doing it, Lord. Lord, keep on doing it, Lord. Lord, if our unfocus has stopped you doing that, Lord, we repent it right tonight, Lord. Lord, put everything aside. The nothing to disfocus us. The nothing to distract us. Lord, may we stay focused and stay in line up with the word of God. Lord, the word doesn't look left and right. We're only focused, concentrated on what you have always led us to do. Lord, we give you all the thanks and glory as your blessing to be with your people. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. May the Lord bless every one of you. Let's just, uh, let's just sing uh, another song. An onward Christian soldier just before we go, if you can, Brother Ben. Oh, let's sing the onward Christian this is the song, Brother Brandon, hear that in that preview of the, the, the bride. And we're going to sing in that. That's the vision then. This is the reality now. Let's sing it all together. Onward, Christian soldier. Oh, onward, Christian soldier.
church that you called us a soldier. And if we are a soldier of the cross, let the hard work pressing on. This might be the last to service. You cannot even wait for the level to come. <laughs> but if the Lord tarry, and come expecting, and Lord are going to give us a wonderful time together. May the Lord bless every one of you. God bless your brother Micah. That's a marvelous and special. I love that so much. Amen. Okay, soldiers. Shake hands with another soldiers. See you next time.